If you're getting this message, it means we were successful once again in getting past the jammers and are now broadcasting on pirate radio from the free state of Texas. Stand by for more critical information to follow. Many bothers died getting this message. Stayed up way too late last night. Like midnight. (laughs) (laughs) It's up late. Reading news stories about aliens. Oh, you went (laughs) deep in the rabbit hole then. I was. May or may not have been imbibing. You know, St. Patrick's Day after all. Ah, there you go. (laughs) There it was. Oh, man. What would uh, what the news have to say about, about aliens? Well, it's this story. I'm just really struggling with it. Um, I saw it. I've seen it in many different locations. So, like, Yahoo. I've seen it in the Military Times. I saw it in Fox News. Just probably a few other uh, places as well. But they're talking about this possibility of an extraterrestrial mothership in our solar system launching probes and i don't know if it's a lack of understanding the part of the writers or if it's designed to be clickbait but the way they write it as is as if this is actually happening right now but i reading just a little bit into the story i'm reading that it was just a study that was done by this um what's his name Ari Loeb Avi Loeb <clears throat> who I've heard before I think he was on Joe Rogan podcast uh but he had uh, studied this Amuamua object that had come through the um the solar system where do they say 2017 and what this Amuamua thing was is it was very strange the way it reflected light. It'd be very bright and then dim and then bright and dim. So they had uh, determined that it was either long and skinny or flat. Okay. Which is a weird... I don't know if you've heard about this story at all. Do you remember no, that? No, I haven't. Really? I mean, like, okay. I've seen headlines of the, this mothership thing. Yeah. Um, but I have not researched it at all. So Okay. Well, I'm kind of in the in the process of researching it, but Okay. But this so <clears throat> excuse me. Uh do 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 do. So from what I'm understanding, there was um so let's see. Let's read this together here. Uh, this little paragraph. An artificial interstellar object could potentially be a parent craft that released many small probes during its close passage to Earth. An operational construct not too dissimilar from NASA missions. Sean Kirkpatrick, director of the Pentagon's All-Domain Anomaly Resolution Office, wrote in a research report co-authored by Abraham Loeb, chairman of Harvard University's astronomy department. So this was a research report, and they say potentially... Uh, so this is just a theoretical observation written in some report and it's being attributed to the Pentagon and the authors are basically saying that it is happening right now which is not the truth at all 
Hmm. Um, so this just goes along with a, a bigger theme of how the news is complete trash at this point, <laughs> um, either intentionally or just utter laziness. Yeah. And I'm th- I'm of two minds on this because one is if these people believe that this is actually happening, <laughs> and it's just kind of like ho hum. It that's that's one thing. That's a crazy thing to think about. And the other thing is. I guess they're just trying to do, you know, they could just be doing clickbait. Yeah. Um, so I was just reading through and trying to figure out, parse this out, try to figure out what exactly they were, which side of this issue they were coming down on. But I've read different versions of it, and then this they talk about Abraham Loeb, and they talk about Avi Loeb. Um... And then I kind of had this revelation that perhaps these stories are actually being written by ChatGPT. Um, and that's why we're getting these weird connections and everything. It just doesn't really make sense. That's a possibility. Um, yeah, because I've, I've heard a lot of people, uh, students, writing papers just using... GPT, and I'm thinking reporters are probably some of the laziest people out there. <laughs> yeah. So they're probably <laughs> doing the same thing, you know? Right. Because um, this story is, I, I'm just like looking at it right now, and it's very hard to comprehend what they're actually referring to at this point in time. Uh, let's see. I guess. What else can I. I'll go ahead. Oh, I was just going to say, like, again, this is somebody who has has done zero research on this at all. But my initial reaction when I saw that headline was to, like, I guess just kind of dismiss it. Mm-hmm. And, I mean, part of it is because, obviously, I'm extremely skeptical and pessimistic of everything, as we've discussed. Yeah. But if, so I saw that headline, and then to me it's like, okay, they're not fully jumping on that, meaning it's not like they're not getting their little sound bites and their clips for TikTok and online from it. They're not discussing it on the, the actual TV shows for the boomers. Yep. So what is the point of them putting this story out? And to me, it's just, it's starting, excuse me, it's starting to, they're basically just planting the seeds now for something in the future that they're going to try to do. If that makes sense. I, you know, I, I think that makes a lot of sense, but you know, it's, it's hard to wrap your hand around it. (laughs) It is for sure. it, It seems awfully extreme, you know? Um, gosh, I don't even know where to go. Um, it, it's, it's so, it's, I, propaganda. Yeah. They're just feeding it out there in different, but they're not talking about on cable news, which first of all, cable news doesn't even exist anymore. Basically. Right. (laughs) I was just hearing the numbers. Um, like I think CNN's down to. Four hundred thousand, um, oh, <clears throat> their audience. Yeah. You know, Fox News is like maybe over a million. 
Um, I mean, altogether, all the cable news is probably less than 5 million uh, viewers, which is nothing. It's absolutely, like, nobody's watching that. Um, So, you know, maybe they feel that they don't even feel the need to release anything there because they know nobody's watching. Right. But, um, yeah. Well, I mean, because if you think about it, the the target demographic and where I guess the majority of people watch is through like the generations on down, you know. That like, used to be the the target demographic. I think it still is for like cable and stuff like that. Is like was it like the eighteen to thirty four year olds or whatever. So that'd be crazy. <laughs> yeah. So, but like sports and stuff, obviously does very great with that demographic, right? Yeah. But then, so like TV shows, they try to capture that. And I think since that kind of demographic is watching less and less like network TV or even cable TV and they're streaming everything, the pretty much all they're left with is basically like boomers. Mm-hmm. Right? So yeah. then... So they still have to reach those because those are the people that also are going to be on Facebook sharing that stuff too. Right, right. right. So you're getting, you know, there's basically, I think there's basically something out there for the, hold on just a second. <clears throat> the animals are attacking each other, sorry. The animals are attacking each other. Um, I could say the exact same thing. I'm sure you hear the kids <laughs> yelling in the background. <clears throat> I can't do anything about it, though, unfortunately. Uh, <laughs> man, I, I was on, like, a good train of thought, and I just derailed it. <laughs> Son of a gun. Um, it was... What was I even talking about? It was cable and then boomers spreading the information on Facebook. Yeah, 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 yeah. Um, so this is basically, you know, them just feeding that out there, because that link and that headline is going to get spread on Facebook. The parents and, like, all the boomers are going to be all talking about that, which that means that they can, you know, launch another story that's slightly related that they can start, you know, maybe getting out of the local news or maybe getting out on, you know, like, was it Good Morning America or, like, The View or something, you know? Get them to start yep. talking about stuff, which will get even more, get, like, some of the women that still stay at home and stuff like that. And like that's going to be how they kind of build up the story to whatever they're trying to ultimately get to. Well, is it working? So if we were to assume this is, let's just say the CIA feeding this information to select reporters, um, you know, to try to create this narrative of alien invasion or potential alien invasion or alien contact, is it working? Like, I were talking about it, you know, I don't talk to anybody else, but it seems like <laughs> if there was, it seems like there'd be a bigger stir out there rather than just some story on Google news that I have to search for. Um, it's not the headlines. It's not the main story. Um, so, and they keep, they keep reintroducing this, you know, it started with that, you know, when did it start? 2020 sometime there. 
yeah. where they released a report. There was a congressional investigation, and then it just kind of went away. It just disappeared for the longest time, and now they're starting to drip stuff back out again. Um, what? What is this? I know it's an op. I know it is from <laughs> somebody. Right. Uh, but what's the purpose? What could they possibly be going for here? I mean, I I know they have had, um, what is it? Is it Blue Book? There was some operation they had back in the day, didn't they? Where uh, Blue Beam? The ideal, Blue Beam, yeah. You, yeah, you told me about that. And Yeah, um, I mean, basically where they, they uh, false flag an alien invasion. Right, or they so, were at least planning on doing it. They didn't actually do it, right. did they? Not yet, I don't think. Because I mean, other than other than when they read uh, "War of the Worlds" on the radio, there hasn't really been right. <laughs> there hasn't really been a big stir, I guess. Yeah, yeah. But we might be seeing them starting to stir this up it's it's kind of i <clears throat> i just wonder if this is kind of like um we're starting to see behind the curtain with how the the cia works um it, and this this goes back to um my brain is not working this morning it's way too early <laughs> <laughs> it, it goes back to what was it 2012 um in the, there was some government spending bill or military um spending bill where they they um abolished the law that the government can't propagandas to the american people um and i'm blanking on the name of that law uh, uh something like robertson smith month act or something like smith that? month yeah the smith month that. no yeah, that's yeah. that's what it was <clears throat> so they got rid of that in 2012 yep. i think it was 2012 and you know it for what reason? And the idea was that I think because the Smith Mutt, Smith Munt Act was to stop the government from propagandizing on the radio and te- on TV, but that had kind of become obsolete by that time. So they were like, "Well, we can propagandize to other countries, but you know, what about the internet?" Um, so we're trying to propagandize other countries through the internet, and we're accidentally propagandizing American citizens. They're able to see this, so we're technically breaking the law, and it's an outdated law, so let's just get rid of it, which is a crazy justification. Right. Um, but basically, that gives them carte blanche to just go nuts and propagandize us on the internet, which you know we've seen uh, with Facebook and Google um, and Twitter. They're, they've been working hand-in-hand hand with the FBI in particular, um, I don't think we'd know if they were working with the CIA necessarily. Um, but you got top people from the FBI going back and forth between government um, and uh, top levels at Facebook. I mean, they even had uh, one of the a top FBI guy that I think might have been involved with the Trump spying thing. Uh, he just just got a gig with Facebook and then he was in charge of content moderation <laughs> which you know it's it's been a joke i think a long running joke that the cia invented facebook yeah um because then we're 
we're constantly sharing what we're doing and where we're going all the time and all they have to do is i mean yeah it's it's a joke but it might not be that far from the truth yeah it's probably not which is i don't know i mean it's not even scary at this point it's just it's not what do That's you the thing what do you expect i guess I just, it seems like uh, it's just so out in the open now that people just are whole hum about it. And it, it just doesn't work anymore. Um, you know, people just like, oh yeah, there's, the, the story is trying to read that there's an alien mothership in our, in our solar system right now and just nothing. <laughs> so if they're trying to run an op to scare people or do something, it's, it's surely not working. Yeah, unless if, I don't know. I mean, there is something to be said about um, demoralizing people and feeding them so much where you just kind of like, if you've ever like gone to a buffet or something, or even just like at dinners, eating way too much, you get like a food coma. Yep. And I guess yep. kind of, I don't know, almost maybe what they're trying to do. You know, where they're just trying to, like, here's all this random information and it sounds crazy. But then when something actually happens, you know, no one really cares because it's, it's the boy who cried wolf or whatever, you know? Yeah, that... I mean, that's kind of what it's... The effect it's having on me at this point. It's, you know, I don't believe anything that I read anymore. Just nothing. <laughs> so... <laughs> I, I guess it's worked, you know, they could get away with anything at this point in time, and I'd be like, eh, probably not true, <laughs> you know? Yeah. It's, you know, that's kind of the worlds we're living in at this point in time, and I don't know if it's necessarily uh, done intentionally either. I think there's just so much information out there from so many different uh, sources that you just you can't there's no way you can vet a story like it takes an hour two hours to dig through something like this story and actually track it down right like figure out okay who the heck is brendan spector the editor of this story and who even wrote it um well it looks like it was brendan spector um so who's he? Where is he getting his information? What the heck is AARO? You know, who is Avi Loeb, who they also call Abraham Loeb? <laughs> you know, it just—it's just not even worth it at this point. Yeah, and um, I think I don't know. I mean, you, you kind of mentioned earlier about uh, you know, like Chat GPT writing these news stories, and like I started thinking like this kind of just does away with journalism in general because mm-hmm. you know, now the CIA can just like chat GPT out a story boom you know just some random you know randomly generated name stock photo mm-hmm. there, there's your new reporter you know what I mean yep yep so it's just and then so yeah when you do try to research it you're not going to find anything or yeah I don't know Mm-hmm. A massive information war. 
is being held right now. You know, that's exactly what it is. It's an information war. There's just so much, you know, it's, there's so much information out there that it's almost impossible to <clears throat> have it even make sense. Yeah. Um, you know, but then what, so then, oh, we have to go back to some sort of vetted source, you know, some expert, some, I don't know, government-sponsored media, and they have fact-checkers, and they do this full-time, and then we can trust those guys, you know? it's. I love how I hear this constantly, is, oh, we used to all, back in the day, we used to have three networks, you know, and you used to be able to trust um, what they told you, and everybody had the same story, and it was, you know... For the most part, it was unbiased, and it's like, was it though? You know, yeah. <clears throat> it was. No, that's like that's where the Smith Munt Act came from, is because you had three networks, and they were all run by the government. Right. They had journalists, or uh, it was called Operation Mockingbird, I think. Yeah. Yeah, they had. They would put news stories into journalists' ears, or just have CIA operatives as journalists and they could just put out whatever they wanted to in the in the media and there's three networks so where else are you going to find any other uh information right at least i think that's what it was called or kind of the gist of it yeah mockingbird was uh where they would get agents into the media let's see what wikipedia says about it that's a gutsy call it's a great, you know, Wikipedia. That's a whole other thing, too. Yeah. You know, we always used to... You can't cite Wikipedia, you know. And now yeah. it's... Well, it's actually a pretty good source. But then you find out that there's actually groups out there that their entire mission is to go and edit Wikipedia and they have an agenda. Right. Um, uh, so, Mockingbird... Began in the early years of the Cold War. Uh, t- attempted to manipulate domestic American news media organizations for propaganda purposes. See, I'm going to read this, and if it actually says what I think it should, then, you know, then it's good to go, right? <laughs> That's the problem. Just a little confirmation bias, no big deal. Exactly. Like, where would you, where would you go to actually find an unbiased source these days? That's a tough one. Or just, you know, like the actual uh, story about this. Yeah. Yeah, I'm all over the place today. Yeah, I mean, I yeah. don't know. Um, I mean, I, I like using... I'll use Wikipedia for, I guess, like a jumping on point to... <laughs> Just give me, like, an outline of it. Mm-hmm. You know, of, like, some basic details of the story, and then I'll just dive headfirst down the rabbit hole trying to find more information about it. Right. So, I don't know, I mean, it has its merits, but, yeah, like you said, it, it, it uh, there are nefarious groups out there that try to use it for their own can only you know do what the hive mind tells them to do 
Yeah. Which, you know, I heard about that. Uh, how I learned about that is I used to listen to um, uh, skeptic podcasts. Okay. Which basically, you know, if you want to know what skeptics are, it's a good idea is that they've made a religion out of science. They legitimately worship science. Um, but there was this woman on they would have once a week or something every so often like Susan Gerbic or something like that and she runs a group worldwide of volunteers who go and they started out by um, editing Wikipedia pages about you know uh, kind of woo stuff is what they would call it so like uh, magicians and palm readers and stuff like that um, and they'd also try to uh, go out and basically prove that these people were frauds for some reason. Hmm. Um, but anyways, they're extremely left-wing and very motivated activists. And their entire thing was to spend all day, every day, editing Wikipedia pages so that it kind of fit their narrative. Wow. And that's that's been going on for 10 years at least. Um, since I last, you know, since I heard about them. Yeah. Um, but, you know, that's one example of one group with an agenda going out there and editing, you know, everybody's common picture of the world, you know. If it's right. our jumping off point for research, there's, you know, people with an agenda who are actually editing that page to make you think a certain, certain way. It's... It's crazy, man. Yeah, no, I mean it is. It it, it 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 sucks that you can't just. I don't even know. You can't just. No, one hundred percent. Okay, this is a fact. You do have to look into. Okay, who edited it? Who, who fact checked it? Who reported it? And it's just like who's got that kind of time that you can do that to every piece of information you take in mm-hmm. it's it's kind of like you know it's this balance that I keep keep seeing between centralization and decentralization um, and we've been extremely centralized in almost every institution that we have for almost all of human history yeah and now with the internet specifically, uh, and then it's just allowed the proliferation of information and almost every human being, if they want to, to have some sort of voice online. Um, so now, I mean, it's completely eroded the cable news networks. Like that's where people used to get their news. Now they get it from Facebook or Twitter or TikTok or, you know, right. you name it. I don't know. Uh, so it's... Decrate, the institutions don't exist. Now we see this as a terrible problem because... Okay, we're just, we've been describing this issue. How do you believe anything? How do you trust anything? You may have uh, artificial intelligence out there just writing random things. Um, and, you know, groups behind the scenes and... You know, the government maybe trying to spread propaganda and how do you sort through it all? And I think it's going to require more 
decentralization <laughs> until it gets yeah. to the point where, you know, we're, we're going to all be siloed. You know, we're going to have, oh, I trust this person and I'm going to get the news from them. All right. You know, there's going to be small organizations. It's not going to be like Fox News. It's going to be a small team of, you know, three or four people who just that's their full time job is to go out there and sort through this stuff. And yeah. you're just going to have to trust them. Um, or you're going to get your own personal artificial intelligence at some point down the road that's going to go out there and it knows you intimately and knows how you think. And it's going to go out there and just read all of the information and sort through it and feed it to you in a way that makes sense to you. Um, but, you know, what What the heck are we at that point then? We're like exactly. cyborgs, you know? Yeah. And well, that's kind we'd of be like, so... Uh, oh, sorry, oh, go ahead. Go ahead. All right. Um, I mean, to me, that's what kind of freaks me out about, like, AI and everything with, with Musk, who wants to do that Neuralink. Yeah. And where, yeah, you basically have AI attached to your brain. Mm-hmm. And I don't feel that that's going to end well at all. Yeah. <laughs> but, I, I mean, ultimately, like you said, I mean, it seems like that's kind of where it's leading towards. You know? Yeah. Like, just, where, yeah, you do get spoon-fed essentially what you need to hear to just keep you a happy little drone... Meanwhile, mm-hmm. you know, they're destroying the, the world. I just, you know, how has it ever been, to, you know, just compare that to the past, though. If you like to look at a medieval peasant in, you know, wherever, let's just say the UK, um, you know, where did they get their information from? How would they ever, you know, it was whatever a, a posting in the town square if you could even read or you'd get it from gossip or you know maybe some observation of some fact you know if you that you'd be able to tell some of your friends um or you'd get it from i guess church right that's where you'd get most of your information um, about the world and about how to think about the world and so people you know it's like was a medieval peasant a peasant by choice or was that what society needed them to be and that's what they were and and it's based on their picture of the world which was shaped by the society so i mean it seems like we've always been um basically uh, not autonomous um, uh, mindless robots I guess just doing our role in society <laughs> and this it hasn't changed now we just have a lot more information right. um, so we, it's actually kind of freed us in a way since the internet because now every person can have their own opinions on pretty much any topic based on right. what information they're getting and it's it's just fragmented society completely. Um, and then we're going to have this swing back towards some sort of centralization where, you know, 
everybody starts to get on the same page uh, and we go back to being something else that society needs us to be you know whatever whatever that looks like <clears throat> but I, I just it seems like we've always just been robots that are guided by society in some way I don't know if it's changed yeah I mean that's uh, that's kind of how I guess even like our politicians feel uh, about us I forget this, mm-hmm. like the exact percentage is broken down, but they've broken it down where they figured out where it's like an extremely small portion of people are what you consider, or they have like the leadership characteristics or are seen as leaders or have mm-hmm. that ability within them. Then the rest are, are followers, but then they break down the followers in, there's kind of like and in between where they're not fully on board with it, they're, you know, they're not sheep per se, but they'll still go along with it, but they're, they're like skeptical or whatever. And mm-hmm. there's like just a full on, you know, sheep that, that do need to be ruled. And, I, and that's how a lot of like government officials, whether it's, you know, this country or another one, is how a lot of them feel that, oh, I'm superior and these people are dumb and need to be ruled. Therefore, you know, I'm gonna I'm gonna rule them, do as I see fit. Mm-hmm. <clears throat> yeah. So, I mean, I guess uh, uh, the point of that was, you know, maybe yeah, more information is maybe waking people up, and maybe some of those people are kind of jumping classes in that regard, where maybe going from sheep to slightly more skeptical sheep, or even going to like the, the leader trade it's like unlocking that you know they're mm-hmm. starting to fight back against it so yeah I don't know uh, yeah but like you said there's always it seems like there's a certain percentage that just blindly go along and don't think about anything right. and that's definitely true it's kind of like a we're like a strange beehive, you know, like a, or just a single organism, you know, uh, all of human society. And you get different uh, people that differentiate themselves into different roles. Like you said, the leadership just kind of rises to that that level, and it's based on it's based on the traits kind of that they're born with. They've got this superiority complex, and then they go to all the right schools and meet the right people, and and they just float to the top and now they can make these decisions right um it yeah it's like the the queens and the what are they called the male male drones it's just they just differentiate themselves at birth for some reason and just rise to the the top it's it's very strange and it does seem like this like the entire humanity is just acting like a a hive, a hive mind in some way. Yeah, which is, to me, is, I don't know, that's weird. <laughs> you know what I mean? Like, I just, I don't understand how people, I'm not saying that, well, I don't know, feel like I'm superior in any way, but I just think I'm more autistic than a lot of people. <laughs> um, I'm with you I, there. Yeah, like, 
I just I don't understand how you can't just look at something and be like, wow, that does not make sense. Mm-hmm. And then researchers realize that you're being lied to, but people are just like, oh, sure, yeah, that okay. Or they're so just invested in, you know, tribalism, you know, right versus left, red versus blue, black versus white, you know, whatever you're you know, tribe you want to split off of, they're so invested in just what their tribe is that, like, I don't know, you just, it, the stuff that doesn't make sense. Yeah. It, I guess that's, um, it's thinking with heuristics because it's easier. So if you could just pick a team and then whatever you're told, whatever fits into that narrative, like if you're a Republican... Uh, you know, or a Democrat. It's just you. Like I'm supposed to think this way about all these issues. So then you can just filter the entire world through that perspective, and you don't have to really think about it. Um, it's just it makes it easier. Otherwise, it you just get overwhelmed with the information. Kind of like <laughs> exactly what we're talking about right now. Yeah. That like, you'd have to pick. Like, oh, what is such and such saying about this? You know, what is my political team saying about this issue and I'm just going to agree with them makes it makes it easier for people it's yeah it's just I mean I always get a kick out of it where I don't know, you'll be talking to somebody like oh yeah I'm a Republican but I believe in pro-choice or something you know I just pick those two things but it's like I mean that shouldn't be a one or the other thing. Mm-hmm. I don't. I don't like these. These. I don't know. I, I just. I hate it. I hate the the political parties and how we we have to like differentiate that. Mm-hmm. Or you know why can't you just have a set of beliefs? You know whatever your moral compass tells you to do, and then people have to actually run on policy instead of just, hey, I'm running as a Democrat, or hey, I'm running as a Republican, therefore, these are the, the things that I believe. Yeah. Because I think yeah. that's why Washington uh, is so bad, because people you know, can just run and not really have to have policy, because they just run under a party which has a already predetermined policy structure, you vote for that, but then they just sit there and launder money and get rich while we all suffer. Mm-hmm. It's yeah, just, and they become a brand, you know, which yeah. they have to. There's the blue brand and the red brand, and these brands have to differentiate themselves from each other, so they they start to have polar opposite characteristics. And then you, as a voter, have to just completely adhere to one of those completely polar opposite brands. Right. I mean, yeah, it's it's a terrible, terrible system we have. And it's it is not going to work. No. For much longer, that's for sure. <clears throat> yeah, it's just I don't know. It's wild. I just I can't. I don't know. But then. 
on the other side too though then there's the people where you can you know show them like oh my gosh all, you know, all this stuff is happening and then there's there's like apathetic they're just numb mm-hmm. to it mm-hmm yeah which is and very the, strange to me and those are the people that uh that Karl Marx um, and uh, Saul Linsky and those types like hate. Mm-hmm. So those are the people that that basically will not take action. Mm-hmm. So essentially, kind of like that middle class. Yeah, they they just they won't take action either. You know, have a little bit invested where they they don't want to see it all burned down, or they just they're so apathetic to it that they just they don't. Don't want to take action. Mm-hmm. Yeah. But I don't know yeah, if nothing. you get to that <laughs> point where... What's like, what action do you take? You know? I don't know. Yeah, I'm not sure. <clears throat> I don't think there's really much that can be done at this point to change the system. I mean, it's so well established. It's You cannot even run a third party. There's only two parties at this point in time. No, I don't even think, yeah, there's rules set in place that won't, it just makes it impossible for you to run third party. Right. It's like, you'd have to go into a party and basically destroy one of them from the inside. Um, so it just wasn't a viable, I, I just, <laughs> I don't know what you would do. Because if you have two parties that are going to be opposed to each other, you have to have more than two. It would right. be the only the only solution in my mind. Um, but the system is not set up for that. I don't know. I'm just looking for a Jocko Willink, Tulsi Gabbard run for president this next go-around. Oh, I, I, I am not a fan of Tulsi. <laughs> really? Yeah, she's Dude, she's part of that... Young leader, World Economic Forum. She's a gun grabber. She's no, absolutely not. Yeah, I you know that's kind of that's kind of how I felt about her too. I, you know, I don't know all of the individual policies, but I've listened to her talk now for like eight hours, probably on different podcasts. <laughs> She's wow. able to convince me for that period of time, um, which is so interesting because I feel like that's. I've never listened to any politician I voted for talk that long, you know, about a large variety of issues. Yeah. Um, which just seems crazy now that I'm thinking about it. You know, you're going to vote, somebody votes for president and you just, you hear them talk in a, like, what, how, however many debates there are for a total of 20 minutes and then we form opinions on them. Right. Um, that's nuts. I, yeah, I don't know. It seems like she's made a turn, but it, it very well. I didn't know she was a young global leader either. So, um, just really adept at BSing. <clears throat> yeah, and to me, she's just uh, she's like trying to play. Um, she's trying to play like both sides. Mm-hmm. In that, okay, she came out because she, most of her money and donations and all that stuff is coming from 
I guess basically what you'd probably consider the right, where people just want to like stir things up, you know. Mm-hmm. And so if she drops being a Democrat, that's only going to make her money come in even more. Mm. Right. Yep. And then, but then she also has her. I don't know. Globalist like gun-grabbing communist worldviews. So. Yeah. Yeah. Um, yeah. I don't know. The whole globalist thing, you know? If It's like taking a step back and just looking long-term, like however long you want to look, 500 years, 1,000 years, something like that. It's It seems inevitable that we're going to be a single global civilization at some point. Just how to go about doing it, so it's not a hellscape, you know, totalitarian prison planet, you know. Yeah. Oh, the problem is, it's just not going to end well, though. I just, I don't see how a utopia comes from that. Yeah. If that's what people are still holding out hope that happens, you know. I just. Mm-hmm. Uh, People are too selfish and, I mean, evil mm-hmm. to to make that ever, like, even have a possibility of working. It's yeah. Just, I don't know. It's, yeah. I'm not yeah, you just, globalism. You just think of the, the federal government and then multiply that by whatever scale you would need to have it run the globe <laughs> right and that would be that would look real bad if you think about it I mean geez they can't even handle like handle the railroad tracks right now. yeah you know what I mean and that you want these people running the world yeah yeah that's why we need a a sentient uh AI to run the world. <laughs> we just need to repent and go back to God. Yeah, I think that's about right. <laughs> I don't know. That, that to me is the only thing that will save. Yeah, it sure seems anything. like it. At least some sort of shared belief system, for sure. Oh, boy. Yeah, I don't know. I think we talked a little bit about that last time, too. We just kind of... Yeah, we did. You take that out of the uh, society, and you don't replace it with anything, or you do, but either way, there's kind of a power vacuum. Something's going to fill it. It's not going to be good. It's kind of like the... You know, if you think of everybody as a big hive mind it's uh it's like you know or a computer it's the operating system you know if you don't have one it's not gonna work very well yeah oh boy i feel like these (laughs) i feel we always start getting like we get a little bit deep and then it just gets negative and we both get a little bit depressed yeah, that's exactly what's happening. <laughs> we need to have more fun. 
Yeah, we need some fun topics, but yeah, I don't know, man. <laughs> <laughs> Talk about the weather. You've got oh. like ten feet of snow up there, don't you? Oh, it's it's the like every day. It's just it's so dumb. <laughs> I'm over it. <laughs> I guess this isn't very. <laughs> that's a negative topic too. Oh, extremely negative. I I left work on Friday. I just I got in there. I put in some cabinets and and nope. It was colder inside than it was outside. Heaters <laughs> were off. Somebody left some windows open. Yeah. Couldn't feel my hands anymore. My drills hardly working. <laughs> nah, I'm done. That's terrible. Done with all of this. Yeah, I I came to that realization. <laughs> like what? Almost two years ago now. Yeah, you're smart. You got out done of with here. it. I got out of there before the. Is it? It's like the record amount of snow ever in Minnesota. Oh, I don't know. It's the most since we've had in a while. I don't know if it's a record. Okay, I could be wrong. I, I probably am. my dad just sent me a picture of the driveway at the. Oh jeez. The, I don't know if you heard about that, but the one in Cambridge. And the. Oh. The tenant is basically parking at the end of the driveway and and walking because they can't plow it. There's <laughs> so like, much. There's so much snow. Because <laughs> they, they hired a you know a guy with a plow on his truck just to come and clear it out, and they didn't push the snow over the edges of the banks uh, way early in the season, so it froze like that, and now they can't even get a truck in there. <laughs> <laughs> so they're walking a quarter mile to their house. Oh, man. That's nuts. It just looked like, I mean, it looked like there was five feet of snow on the ground when you sent yeah. that picture. Jeez. Oh, boy. I almost need, like, a search and rescue on standby in case they get stuck somewhere. Yeah. Oh, man, I don't miss it at all. Not even a little bit. Yeah. Yeah, I've definitely tried to figure out why we still live here. (laughs) And I just don't have a logical explanation. (laughs) That's, That's what we did, too. It was just like, you know, wait a minute. We don't like the politics... We don't like the weather. You know, it's, I don't really have a career going on here. <laughs> it's right. like, let's go to pick a warm place. It doesn't matter. <laughs> At least we can change that aspect. <clears throat> right. But, yeah, it was like Florida or South Carolina or Texas. I didn't like the idea of gators or the swamp on Florida. Fair enough. Although Pensacola is really nice, but I've and there's gators here. Been to Florida. What? 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 Yeah, I've been everywhere down, like everywhere around it. Just never actually been been to Florida. So. Yeah, you should. If you're ever gonna go on vacation, try out Pensacola. It's like uh, just white sand beaches. It's Amazing. Okay. Just like pure white almost. Um, yeah. 
It's very nice. Been there a number of times, three, four times at least. It's quite nice. In your opinion, what is the, probably the best state that you've been to or do you just think has a lot going for it? The best state. Well, I'm biased, but I think Texas. Because it's just so big, you know? Right. Um, it has its downsides, but it it's you know it's it's its own country it it really is a different country um, right i've just started to i was like well it's, it kind of feels like mexico you know it's but it's they've got this you know it, it's you you go to the store and everything you buy there has the state of texas printed on it and it says something about texas you know it's like <laughs> they're just oh, wow. immense pride in the state yeah um which I like. Um, and then, you know, a lot of the laws I agree with, you know, the politics. And you can go west Texas, and you have desert. You can go north, you got mountains. You can go here, and it's basically a jungle. It's like, I like it. Um, I'm trying to think of other states that would have any interest i'm you know i'm just not interested in winter anymore um so i'm not gonna even like north you know north dakota i like the politics and the atmosphere of it but it's just a hellscape <laughs> so that one's out and minnesota's just that with some trees um i mean south carolina is nice um i haven't been uh, we've only gotten to Myrtle Beach, and we've driven around that area a little bit. It's nice, but it feels kind of like a retirement community. Um, so Myrtle you'd have Beach to go Beach. to some of the bigger, bigger city there for opportunity. I think. Yeah, I do like I I do like uh, South Carolina quite a bit. Yeah, yeah. Their economy's not great. Mm-hmm. Um. I do like a little bit of Wyoming. Mm. I think like Wyoming is almost like a, in my opinion, like a now the youngest sibling of Texas. Yeah, yeah, they, it does seem like that. Yeah, like they don't have the economy that Texas does to really be like, all right, yeah, we could succeed at any time, you know. Mm-hmm. Um, so, they, but they do like. I guess politically fall in line quite a bit with Texas. Yeah. But even in some ways I even go the extra mile, you know? Um, I think Montana's another one that could be similar in that vein. Idaho, mm-hmm. maybe. I, I would, I've never been to Idaho, but I've been to Oregon and, you know, I'm like Northern California and stuff, but not ever up that far. What do you think about, uh, you've heard about like those, like the, um, those counties in Oregon that want to split off and join Idaho? Oh yeah, I have heard about that. What are you, what are your thoughts on that? Or just a, like a great divorce? Like, was it Marjorie Taylor Greene's calling for? (laughs) Well, as far as the, the Idaho issue that's so basically they want to let me look at a map so the the issue is there's conservative areas in is it 
Oregon that want to go to Idaho? Is that what it is? Yeah. Okay. Because they don't like, because they're by Portland or something. Yeah. Uh, I think that would be, I mean, that makes sense if it's between states. Like, they should be able to vote on that, I think. But then, you know, how far does that go? Can, you know, you vote in your county, you know, in Minnesota to be part of Texas, you know? <laughs> yeah, like, <laughs> like how, yeah. I, and then, yeah, how does it work if, like, say, you know, the county I'm in, which is, like, north of, you know, the Twin Cities, if we voted to, like, join, we have to do the Dakotas, but then it's, like, we're right there, but kind of in the middle of the state, surrounded by Minnesota, we're part of, like, South Dakota? Like, how does that work? Right. You know, it, it kind of, I mean, isn't that the idea of, uh, like, federalism? And there's another word I can't think of, but basically self-governance, right? Is that it should go down to the lowest level, Um like, you should be able to do that. You should be able to have laws in your county that are different from another, like, about big issues. Right. You know, well, this is a, you know, permitless carry county, you know, stuff like that. Um, I think that'd be a good idea. It, yeah, that'd be a I, great idea. I don't know what I was talking about. Portland is not even close to Idaho. Um, it's on the other side of the state, but, yeah. Well, it's I, like, yeah, so, like, all the counties... Like, around it, though, they basically want to split off and have Oregon just be, like, Portland and whatever other, the super, like, granola, crunchy <laughs> liberal areas are. Like, yeah. they stay as Oregon, but the other people who just want to live their lives, they join Idaho. Yeah. I, I mean, I think ugh, that's tough. That's tough, because it's like uh, you're, the state sovereignty is kind of uh, wrecked at that point in time. And I, that seems like it's an important thing. Yeah, that's yeah. That brings up, I guess, like a whole new slew of problems. Yeah, because you could just move a bunch of people into some area and just completely destroy a state, and then just keep moving on. You know, right? <laughs> There'd be ways to game that system. You'd think. Be Which, like, just I feel they definitely would. Yeah, just move a million people into, you know, North Dakota and vote to have it be part of California now and have all the laws and then just move back, you know, just be there for a year. Uh, Yeah, I don't know. I think we just got to self-select. We really do. Just You got to move to states that kind of better suit your value system. Um, But then that's tough, too, because, you know, I have factored weather into the equation because... Like you said, Wyoming is awesome. Like, that's, you know, even North Dakota is freaking great. Um, and then if you really want to get wild, you go up to Montana. But it's hard. There's really cold winters up there. Yeah. <laughs> that is true. Yeah, I don't I, even know what... I, the country, the way it's laid out, I just pulled up a map because I just want to make sure I had this right. Yeah. But there's, there's, there's really no good way to go about it. No. Because basically the West Coast would align with 
they'd stay on as the country or whatever. The East Coast for the majority would stay on. But then the secessionists would take Florida, they'd take Texas, they'd take Wyoming, Idaho, Montana. It'd be like the middle, most of the middle, some of the south. And then you just have, but then they'd be surrounded by like West Coast, like that just doesn't work, man. Yeah. Alaska would probably go with them, but then, yeah, I don't know, there's just, there's no good way about it. No, there's not, and I think we really beat that issue to death with the world, or uh, (laughs) the Civil War. Yeah. And that was more geographically, I mean, the country was split more north and south, there wasn't all the western states. It kind of, it stopped at uh, Kansas and Nebraska, I think, basically. Um. And then you just had the whole East Coast all the way down to Texas was the South. Um, yeah, I don't, I don't think, I don't think that's necessarily the answer, but just self-selecting and moving to different states, like I said, that have your values. You know, then we're just gonna have it's gonna be a checkerboard of red states and blue states right next to each other. Right. Which, I don't know if that's a bad thing. It's not, but the problem is, the ultimate problem is that the the left is far more strategic mm-hmm. about where they move to, whereas, like, cause they'll move anywhere. Like, they moved to Texas to destroy, right? Yeah. Starting with Austin and, like, creating this, you know, kind of hitting some of those border towns. And, yep. you know, using the the Olinsky tactics to build a groundswell of supposed grassroots, um, uh, what do you call it, that was communism there, to take over. Whereas uh, people on the right, they, they move to like safe havens. Like they, just, mm-hmm. they don't have the fights, you know. They they move to Florida, they move to some degree to Texas or to like Tennessee, stuff like that, which is great and it makes those strongholds. But at some point, you know, it's you gotta. That's something I struggle with. Yeah, I, I mean, geez, I don't know if you follow Minnesota politics at all, but they're just <clears throat> going nuts right now. Yeah. Trying to be, you know, the Midwest California, basically, and yeah, I've heard some crazy things coming out. With the, yeah, at least it's not in the good, abortion man. debate. Oh, it's not good. None of it. Trying to ban gas stoves. Trying to yeah have electric vehicles only by like twenty forty and all this. <laughs> just not like, dude, that's not gonna work. Like, we're not California. That's Minnesota's well, that's not California. We have winter. Yeah. <laughs> Electric vehicles will not survive that. No, that is not going to work. It's not even just, a little bit. Yeah, it's just, it's wild, dude. It's so wild. Just the sheer idiocy. Yeah, I think a lot of people moved to Minnesota from California, really, because of the politics. That explains the driving. <laughs> <laughs> That's for well, sure. 
California's a hellhole, so they people have been fleeing like mad, and a lot of them I think have gone to because Minnesota is like just a dark blue state. Um, yeah, I don't see uh, I don't see any I don't see a Republican winning here ever again. To be honest with you, no, because it's then Minneapolis they, and St. Paul, and they've locked that down. You know. They oh own. yeah. Well then, uh, what do you call it? Uh, uh, like Duluth and that whole area. That's that's deep blue, <clears throat> right? As well. So. Yeah, it's the way it goes. As soon as when it's like once the population density reaches a certain point, it just goes, you know, left wing. Right. Which is interesting. Is it a self-selection? I think. You know, a lot of it is self-selection. If you have a certain mindset, you like to move to somewhere with a lot of population density. Um, yeah. But Which is weird, because I want to move somewhere where there's no one. <laughs> exactly. I want to be just like the only person for several miles. <laughs> uh, yeah. Well, that would work out really well in Wyoming or Montana. There's a lot of empty empty space out there. Yeah. Yeah, that's the one downside of Texas is there's just a lot of people. Um, and that's, like, I've, I found this really, like, solid town in, uh, I think it wasn't Casper's, maybe Fort Collins or something like that, in mm-hmm. Wyoming, where you could, like, basically live and work in Wyoming and take advantage of like the no income tax and all that stuff but you're close enough to Colorado so you could go into where there's you know population and you know so you could see people if you want to you wouldn't be a complete uh, hermit or anything Mm-hmm. But I don't know if I want to live so close to Yellowstone though <laughs> yeah <laughs> Yeah, I don't know. But I suppose, you know, up there is probably going to start, you know, that's changing too. Like, Montana's changing. I think you're getting a lot of younger people because of that show. Oh, yeah. You know. Yeah, I don't I gotta, know. I'm kind of bummed. I was supposed to go on a trip up to Wyoming. Now oh, really? it got canceled, so. Oh, I'd love to... You know, because I've never been to, like, Utah. I've been in just the east side of uh, Wyoming. Well, I guess I've been to Yellowstone, too. Never mind. Um, but not not since I was a kid. Um, let's see. Kansas. Been there. It's been a long time since I've been to Colorado, though. Yeah, we're just, we were just talking recently about going on a vacation... And I'd love to go New Mexico. I hear fun things about New Mexico. Yeah. But it's like a 14-hour drive from here. It's crazy. That's not awful. Yeah. (laughs) Well, it's like 18 hours to Minnesota, so (laughs) it gives you some context. Okay, fair enough. (laughs) Um... Yeah, I don't know. Oklahoma's really nice, though. I've driven through that enough now where it's 
got some nice topography hills nice and green they've got good laws for the most part I think they legalize weed too because every time I you cross into Oklahoma there's just weed shops everywhere oh is is uh is that something else Minnesota did recently they legalize uh, weed they are voting on it I think but um I don't think that's gone through yet hmm okay yeah it's crazy although yeah Louisiana if you get up north in Louisiana there's not a lot of people they've got decent politics I think I don't know man I don't mind going to Mississippi yeah They've got some of the cheapest tobacco in the in the country. <laughs> yeah. But other than that, I don't I don't know if I'd want to live there. Yeah, it's pretty uh let's say the economy's not great. Right. Same thing with Alabama. And that's, so that's another good thing about Texas that, like, they, they're one of the only states that have their own gold. Like, they're not storing anywhere else. So if the economy does dip, Texas could survive. <clears throat> yeah, I think so. It's, um, it's got all the oil, too, which is huge. Yeah. And I heard they're passing a law, or going to be voting on a law soon, where they are going to create a gold-backed digital currency. Really? Yeah. I have not heard this. That's on, uh, I happened to have uh, Glenn back on. He was okay. talking about that. He got scared that it was going to be digital. I forget the, the head of the state center. I forget his name. He said why. It was uh, like the greatest of reasons why but Abbott the governor no it wasn't Abbott it was one of the one of the state senators oh okay <clears throat> um but he you know said it'd be like easier to use and it'd be able to um you know be able to with I don't know withstand a lot of stuff and then Beck was you know like, well, what's gonna stop you know but yeah, if you guys do it now, you know, if somebody else gets in power, who's to stop them from shutting it off? You know, if you mm-hmm. move away from the hive mind, mm-hmm. and you gave a, I don't know, pretty political answer that was kind of dumb, but. Well, that's the other thing is there's a bunch of, <clears throat> I mean, this it's turning into basically its own country, really. And then yeah. we've got all these people moving here. Um, like freaking we, Elon Musk has got his own version of NASA going on here. We actually have NASA here too. I forgot about that. <laughs> yeah. That's interesting. And like I said, all the oil and gas, I'm pretty sure it could sustain itself. I believe I read something where it's the 10th largest economy on earth. Huh. Um, if you're to compare all the countries. 
That's interesting. And the weather's nice. Yeah, the only, I guess, for me, the downfalls of Texas are their infrastructure as far as, was it like last winter? Because they, they went green, basically, and then that just like shut everything down for them. Yeah, yeah. In the winter. Mm-hmm. So that's that's a little concerning. Like they, they they're sitting on the fence on a lot of that stuff where it's not just I don't know. Like I want them to just go full states rights and just start, you know, producing oil. And, <laughs> you know, just screw the feds. What it, yeah. You know. I think that very well could happen. Um yeah, they. I think they worked out the kinks with the the cold, though. I think they figured that out because uh, this year it got down below twenty degrees. It was in the teens for a couple days, and okay. it all worked out fine. Um, so I think they worked out the kinks. They just weren't used to it in twenty twenty one. Or yeah, it's twenty twenty one, I believe. When the power went out for weeks, <clears throat> okay, I still think. What's oh yeah? I think uh, some people lost their power this year, but it wasn't nearly as bad. Hmm. Yeah, yeah. I don't know. There's just slight concerns that I have. I guess that makes it a little bit harder to just pull the trigger on. Well, that's the I'm thing too. You know, I'm not. I could I could see myself moving to a couple states. I just trying it out. We don't mind yeah. moving. We move all the time. <laughs> so. Yeah. Just try out Florida, and definitely the the Houston area is not ideal. So, I want to go way out in the boonies, over by Louisiana. Try that out. Who knows? Everything's up in the air, though, because, <clears throat> yeah, I, th- I thought I had a good job, but turns out that's going away next month, so it's just too much too much crazy stuff going on right now. What are you doing now is going away? Yeah, yep. Found out yesterday. Oh, wow. So the uh, the railroad canceled the contract, so. Yep. Wow. Done. Got two months out of the job. That was fun. <laughs> well, that's good, I guess. <laughs> it's better than nothing. That's true. But what uh, what are you looking at now? I have no idea. <laughs> I have no idea. Yeah, that's part of the problem. Just trying to figure it out because it was like yesterday afternoon. And it was like, oh man. This sucks. So, yeah, that's what I'm gonna be trying to do this weekend. Is looking at jobs. I mean, they say I can stay in the company, but it's just gonna be, uh, you know, that's that's not a hundred percent guaranteed either. 
Right. And it'd be doing something else. So, who knows? Crazy times. Yeah. There's plenty of opportunities out there, right? Yeah, I mean, stuff's got to shake out. I don't know, I've been trying to figure out, you know, what I'm doing, if that's feasible for a decent amount of time. Yeah, you just got to transition to, like, custom high-end trim work and it's like that's where the real money's at. Yeah. You have your own business and stuff, you know. That's yeah. Ideally, I would I would do my own business, but I uh, fine tune my skills a little bit more. I think right, and figure out where a good place is to to even do it. Mm-hmm. I don't think Minnesota is a good place to open a business, that's for sure. No. <laughs> so. But then, say, if I go to Texas, you know, I won't be making as much either. So Exactly. Yeah. You know, but it's it's kind of like, a, it's, it is a calculation you have to do. The, the cost of living versus the earning potential. Yeah, I mean, the cost of living... Obviously, destroys Minnesota as far as that goes. Yeah. But the earning potential isn't as as high. Yeah. Yeah. The median income here is 61,000. Minnesota is, let's see what the updated number is. No, I don't want Minnesota jobs. That's not what I was going for. That's the other thing, too, is Sierra refuses to go back. To back to Minnesota? Yeah. Oh, anywhere cold. <laughs> oh, fair enough. I was talking in glowing terms about Alaska. I was like, let's just go to Alaska. Nope. Oh, that would be nice. <laughs> It's a big place. No yeah. <laughs> it's a really big place. Yeah. Uh, well, <clears throat> what is the median income? Minnesota. 74. So that's a pretty significant uh, difference. Yeah, it's a, a pretty big drop. Yeah. 74 to 60. But that's median, so I don't even know. Then there's all sorts of cost of living sites you can look up to. <clears throat> right. Well, I dove deep into that when we were thinking about moving, but I don't remember anything anymore. <laughs> yeah. 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 Well, you always come down and visit and see. I mean, I feel like. that is the the first step. That should just be a no-brainer. Well, I don't know. <clears throat> We've certainly rambled a lot today. <laughs> I yeah, have, anyways. <laughs> I feel like it was 
feel it wasn't as cohesive, but we definitely <coughs> a wide, wide range of topics. That's for sure. Yeah. I <clears throat> I did a terrible job at the UFOs too. <laughs> I don't even know what I'm. It's just it's so confusing to me. I had a whole train of thought going on about it, and I was, jeez, it's gonna tie it into um, the Mandalorian that we were watching last night, but that's just too far out there. <laughs> yes, I don't. I mean, it'd be. I think it'd be different, or it might be easier if I believed in it more. Yeah. But I just, I just, I don't. I feel we would already, there would be like, for me, sorry, I'm picking it back up now. No, no. Um, for me, if aliens existed, like, okay, so there's the train of thought where, who are we to think we're the only ones, you know, in the mm -hmm. galaxy or in the universe, right? But to me, if things existed, There'd be interplanetary wars, mm -hmm. right? Like we'd see something by now. There'd be some sort of recorded event in history, and there's there's just not, like the, you know, the, the fact that I don't know. And I think it's sketchy that it really started kicking off like in the fifties, like forties and fifties. Which is right around the time when we start bringing in all the the Nazi equipment, and mm -hmm. Russia picked up Nazi equipment, and all of a sudden there's now there's UFOs. Like I don't know. It is. It just reeks of of government shenanigans to me. It's just something about like you're saying the Nazis. It's like there's always a tie-in with the occult, it seems like. And these guys yeah. are all into the occult. Um, magic and taking drugs and just doing crazy stuff, trying to get in contact with spirits. Like, And then somehow they always start, you know, it comes around to aliens. It's just like, what? what's going on here? Right. <laughs> Every time we start... But you know we were developing a technology back then. We brought them. We brought in the uh, Operation Paperclip guys from Germany, and they're all crazy Nazi occultists. And then they develop rockets, and then the nuclear bomb, like some new technology. And then there's UFO sightings and crashes, and it's a crazy thing in the '40s and '50s, and then it just kind of goes away. And now it's just right. it's it's back again. Why is it back again? Is there some correlation there? Yeah, and that's the that's the thing that throws me. It's just it only comes around when they need it. Mm-hmm. So yeah, I mean I don't know. Again, I could be completely wrong and I don't know if there's aliens amongst us now. They're gonna land on the White House lawn and tomorrow. <laughs> yeah. yeah, it's probably not worth thinking about anymore. I guess because 
like we're never really going to find out anything unless that actually happens so yeah yeah I don't know part of me you brought up the occult part of me views it as they keep it there as a way to explain like when the rapture happens I'm not sure what you mean so they keep it as a possibility like oh yeah there's alien life and all these articles popping up of like a mother shit yeah all this stuff and they're keeping that there so like the rapture when like the people that you know follow God are uh, get taken to heaven they're gonna explain it oh yeah they just this mass extinction event perpetrated by these aliens that we must now fight right or they were all yeah they were all abducted <laughs> something yeah. like that yeah yeah, I mean, that's just as likely as anything <laughs> at this point. <laughs> yeah, it's just, I don't know, that's just how I feel, I guess, about it, so. <clears throat> well, I don't Something know. Something to ponder, for sure. That is. I think I gotta do more. Now you want, you're making me want to do more research into this. <laughs> I just said I was going to stop thinking about it. <laughs> Sorry. <laughs> It is interesting, though, the whole, like, faking a <clears throat> alien encounter to try to... It, it just sounds like people who are just out of their minds on drugs to me. Like, yeah. like we're let's fake an alien encounter. We're going to have projections and then, like, trick everybody. And, you know, like, who's coming up with this stuff? And it's it's like, it seems like it's high-level people in the intelligence communities. <laughs> They're just... Yeah. It's so strange. I mean, the CIA is tied to LSD. It's like they've been using that from day one for mind control and freaking, I don't know what, who knows what, occult stuff and making contact with entities. And like we said before, I think it was, they were, literally mind reading aliens it's kind of like where it went to because they were trying to do remote viewing and stuff it's like there's some crazy crazy people operating at the highest levels of our government and they have been for a long time um yeah yeah. which is again like oh man we're gonna open up another can of words no alright do it I just, I mean, again, I think I talked about it, like, last week or something, but, like, these people that are not sane, that clearly, like, worship the devil, or Mm -hmm. at least themselves, are clearly, you know, have other people pulling their strings, and are not mentally sound, and and yet we supposedly vote for these people to to rule over us. Mm Mm-hmm. When, if this was, again, if, like, this is, I guess, for, again, ultimately, if we get this out and people listen to this, and there's, you know, people in their 20s that are listening to this, would you trust your grandparent 
to run your finances, run your life, tell you what you can and cannot do when they can't walk unaided. <laughs> when they, they, they forget who you are the majority of the time, or would you put them into a home? <laughs> you would put them into a home, yet we vote for these people. Yeah. All of them. They're all just ancient. Yeah. Yeah. And I, I mean, McConnell, Lindsey Graham. Like, McConnell, like, he just, like, fell and concussed himself, supposedly. Yeah. <laughs> and he's in, like, a rehab facility right now. I mean, heck, uh, Pennsylvania voted for Fetterman, and he's in, like, a loony bin right now. It it seems to be a model at this point, you know? Yeah. It's like you elect yeah. a puppet, basically, that's not, yeah. it's, and it's so obvious. I mean, it's the same thing with uh, Biden, too. Like, he's clearly just a puppet. You know, I, I keep asking, like, who's running this? Who is the president of the United States? Because it surely is not him. And I <clears throat> actually, I was listening to something last night about the, the Republicans are supposedly investigating the, the Bidens. And they were talking about the money that he was getting and his family members were getting directly from China. And they mentioned, oh, and there was another family member getting money. It wasn't just the brother of Biden and Hunter. I was like, wait a minute. What if Jill Biden's the president, really? <laughs> I mean, I, mean, I don't know anything like, about uh, Dr. Jill, but... <clears throat> I like that you called her doctor. <laughs> <laughs> you have to. It's disrespectful otherwise. Oh, please. <laughs> Did you ever hear about when... Uh, uh, when when they were kind of having that, that whole kerfuffle about calling her doctor or not, and then one of the the chicks on The View was talking about how great of a doctor she was. Now she should be, like, the Surgeon General. <laughs> and it, some other lady on The View was just like, uh, well, she's actually a doctor of, like, education or whatever it is. <laughs> and she just goes, oh. So I was like, Really? And like that's the thing that freaks me out, dude. Is like those, like shows like that that clearly have no idea what they're talking about, and are just saying stuff because it falls amongst their tribe. Mm-hmm. And but like the people that watch that think it's true. Who watches it though? Does anybody watch it? <clears throat> yeah, there's a lot of people that watch it. Other than like the staffers for other shows right it's like it's it's like an echo chamber they're all just like watching each other's shows and then talking about it seems like i mean yeah it's mostly women i think yeah and clay travis and clay travis i don't know they talk about a lot in clay and book oh i know i say every episode that we do or every time we record or whatever that i i hate conservative talk radio but I do listen to it a lot. I listen you to hate it. it. <laughs> Ever since Rush passed, man, everybody's just so awful. Yeah, I know. They're just so bad. He was like, like he was the standard, day. and now he's gone. There's no standard. Yeah, there isn't, and they just say whatever they want. Like 
Hannity like stoking fears about you know people pulling money out. It's oh, you're an idiot. Stop talking. Yeah. There's just absolutely no need for it. He's trying to get people to pull their money out of banks, and it's like that's exactly what these idiots want. Yeah. It makes you wonder, though. I mean, with the <clears throat> Fox News in general, they uh, with the Tucker January sixth thing, like they just ran a little bit about it, and then they just stopped talking about it, didn't they? I mean, I don't yeah. watch Fox News. I would never watch Fox News, but <laughs> yeah, I don't either. I just from, from what I hear, it's like. They're, you know, the owner, what is it, Murdoch or somebody like that? Yeah, he, um, I think his kids own it now, or I don't know. Okay. So he's just, you know, he's a politically connected guy too, so. Yeah. It can only go so far. I just want to see how many people watch The View. You're pulling up. Huh? <laughs> Yeah. Viewership totals. <laughs> the most watched daytime talk show with, I think I saw 1.7 million views. No kidding, that many people. Oh, no, even more. 2.4. Wow. But, you know what's funny? Huh. Is like 18 million people listen to Joe Rogan. <laughs> And you've got a bunch of podcasts out there with much bigger audiences. That's true. So it's like, really? Uh, the view, you know? <clears throat> 2.4 million is not that many people. It's not, but... I mean, you look at that too, though, and the majority of that is women. And... Actually, the majority of that probably comes from, it was like, when I used to work at the gym, they would play that. Really? In the gym? Yeah. Yeah. Oh, that's so irritating. So. I look up from my desk or something. And <laughs> you'd have to, you're just seething. <laughs> and but, um, is that even, you know, it's same thing with like CNN. It's just like, they have a contract with the airport. So it's like. Right. People just watching it in the background. So the view has. Point zero zero seven. Um, no, I should say point uh, seven percent of the United States population watches the View. So point seven percent. So ninety nine point three percent of Americans don't watch the View. <laughs> okay, that puts it in perspective a little bit. <laughs> yeah. Right. <clears throat> And it's yeah. even smaller for, like, CNN if it's 400,000 people watching. You know, it's 0. .4 divided by 3, 3. How many people did you say listen to Rogan? Um, I think he brought it up. I haven't looked up the numbers myself, but he mentioned something like 18 million. Um, Rush, when he was still going... Uh, he said he was at uh, 30 million. Yeah, and he kept... <clears throat> that was like, especially towards the end, I feel like he kept um, 
just upping that arbitrarily. And I don't know if it was true, but <laughs> oh, you're like 50 million people are listening. <laughs> you just keep. <laughs> uh, but I, I know it was at least 20 million. Um, yeah, which I mean, for radio, I feel is probably never see that again. Yeah, I don't think so. Yeah, for AM radio too. Yeah. Um, Joe Rogan has estimated 11 million. That's from Newsweek. Okay. In 2022. (laughs) That's an old story. Um, I mean, that's still pretty high. Anywhere from 11 to 15 million. I mean, I'd definitely say he's up there. You know? Yeah. Yeah. Listener numbers. Got too many windows open now. Uh, So, Sports Kita. It's like amazing the things that pop up when you use DuckDuckGo. They say 11 million. So, it's another. So, you compare that, you know. 2.4 2.4 million for the view and 11 million for Joe Rogan. It's still not see a big if you number. Can find, see if you can find how many listen to Clay and Buck. Clay and Buck. They, they tell their numbers and their podcast numbers quite a bit. Clay Travis. I don't know why I said for you to do it when I could have searched for it. <laughs> One of us got a type. <clears throat> yeah, sorry about that. We'll both be just quiet. I don't know where a good source is for these people. That's the problem. Um, Wikipedia. They're going to err on the low side, aren't they? Yeah, yeah they for sure going to. If anything. Oh, they're on the EIB network. I didn't realize that. Is that really? Huh. I guess I never paid attention to that. Uh, They say... Estimated the show listenership is 9.75 million. Yeah, they got Bongino on here at 8.75. And Loesch. I don't know who Loesch is at 8 million. Dana Loesch? I don't know. She's like a right wing, neocon type of chick. I don't pay attention to any of that anymore. Like I said, I just, every once in a while, I'll try to listen um, to like Bongino or uh, what's his name? Mark Levin. And it's just like, I just start getting angry immediately. I don't like it. <laughs> yeah, I mean, and I, I, uh, I, um, I like the morning show, the local morning show, because he kind of does it with like a rush esque perspective where it's just more positive, just mocks it. Mm hmm. Um, talks about all the lunacy that's going on. So I enjoy that. Yeah. Um, but then, and then I just get lazy and leave it on, and then 
they played Glenn Beck afterwards, and he's, I mean, his whole shtick is just doom and gloom. Mm-hmm. Um, and selling gold. But, yeah, and and now uh, prep prepper food. Really? <laughs> yeah. So he'll talk about like how bad things are, and he's like, one way uh, for you to survive this is by buying this like six hundred dollar food. Yeah. That will last you for three months, or it can last up to twenty five years, but it's a three month supply. Mm-hmm. It's like okay, cool. Most conservatives have a nuclear family, so like, if you have one child, you're the whole like eighteen hundred dollars for three months. Like, get out of here, dude. <laughs> yeah, I know, right? Like, yeah, that's. I think we had this little uh, meeting a few years ago about this exact topic. Yeah, and my you know my solution is rice and beans. You can eat rice yeah. and beans together, and only that, and live off of it indefinitely. So it's not glamorous, but you can mix it with stuff and do a lot of stuff with it. And if you actually need to survive, that's the way to go. So you can right. buy rice and beans and have plenty of survival food. <laughs> yeah, it's just everybody's trying to make a buck off of everything. It's- yeah, yeah, that's exactly it. When they're selling stuff, that's they're directly profiting by their you know inflammatory comments. It's like, wait a minute, what is this? One of those big things too is like getting people, like pushing people, to like sell their houses with one of those. I don't know. He calls it like it's like trusted realtors or something. Hmm. But it's just like I don't know. It's just. What they do to people, like, I don't know. <laughs> you get people all hopped up on, like, a segment, and then I, it's almost like whatever their, their, uh, their, uh, what do you call it, sponsors are for that segment. You tailor that segment to fit the sponsor. Yeah. it's So it's just, it's, it's a good advertisement. It's like neuro-linguistic programming or something like that. Yeah. Yeah, they're just, it's just giant infomercials. <laughs> I hate commercials, then, too. Yeah, and then Clay and Buck get on, and, I mean, they're definitely neocon. They're completely in the tank for DeSantis, which, I mean, is fine, whatever, but, I mean, that dude's a globalist. DeSantis is. Yeah. And, I mean, and they talk about in terms of, like, Republican... Versus Democrat, like as if everything is exactly the way they tell us it is, and it's like, dude, clearly it's not. So like, just drop the act. <laughs> and then they Man. just like tout their 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 podcast more than anything. Yeah, which is dumb. Like I don't even like listen to them on the radio. I'm not going to download it and listen to it on my free time. <laughs> Uh, <clears throat> excuse me, my then, voice is going. Um, the uh, speaking of podcasts and waste of time, really though, no, no <laughs> I didn't mean that that way. <laughs> I'm, I was talking, <laughs> I was talking about you should listen to um, Tulsi Gabbard and Jordan Peterson talk. <laughs> I forgot we're on a podcast. <laughs> I literally did. Yeah, for a second. <laughs> 
<laughs> I think you'd be like, yeah, speaking of waste of time, I, that's all we have for today. So. <laughs> hey, that's how into this I am. I didn't even realize we're doing a podcast. <laughs> I'm not even kidding. Oh, that would have been the perfect outro. <laughs> <laughs> we should do that. We should do that. We should have that be it, like record. That. <laughs> Cut oh, that. that would be <laughs> Cut that little segment out and just put the yeah. end of every podcast. Just oh, a hard perfect. stop, like speaking podcast. <laughs> Get out of here. Get out of here, people. You're wasting your life. <laughs> I love it. No. But, um, Jordan Peterson was talking with Tulsi Gabbard. I think I mentioned this last time a little bit too, but how she laid out what they do to the new politicians when they go in there. And like yeah, lay out their yeah, day, yeah. and she just seems like such a genuine person. She's out there railing against the the system, and you know maybe she's a gun grabber and a globalist, but um, she's saying some interesting things about the system. Um, yeah, yeah, and I do appreciate that, and I respect that part of it. However, um, I kind of view her as the same as um, as Tucker. Where it's just controlled opposition. Yeah. You know, it's like they, she's allowed to speak because she'll, it's like the QAnon crap, you know? Mm-hmm. Like that stuff was allowed to happen because it like satiated a segment of the populace. Yeah. Um, so yeah, she's allowed to oh, she's against the system. She's allowed to say all this stuff so people like you or me or, you know, other people can like, oh, yeah, we love her. She's she's anti-authority and all that stuff. Meanwhile, she's, you know, she weasels her way back in and then does the same crap. Yeah, and I'm, I'm with you on that. I, I just don't think there, you can, it's just like a, it's a cult of personality with every one of these politicians. Like, oh, this is yeah. the one who's going to save us. And it's just like, no, none of them are. And the fact that they are politicians is not a good indication of their character. <laughs> it reflects pretty badly. <clears throat> they must be, I mean, they, they're all corrupt or ambitious or you name it. But I like the fact that she is in the army though I mean still yeah and she's really anti-war too yeah which I do appreciate that then you get people like Crenshaw who's fully owned by the military industrial complex yeah and I mean he wants nothing but endless wars yeah yeah, I'm I'm confused about the wars in general. Like the the Ukraine thing right now, it almost seems like it's like they try to back off a little bit with the rhetoric, and then they push back on. You know, like yeah, so it goes back and forth, back and forth. And it's like now we're going to be sending fighter jets to Ukraine, which is hilarious because. Tanks were going to start World War Three, and now we're going to send fighter jets. <laughs> yeah, dude. Oh. It's like uh, 1984, you know? Yeah. Where they, they just changed who they were at war with, who they were allied with. Just on a whim. 
Yeah, it's we've always been at war with Eurasia, you know. <laughs> yep. That'll change, and it'll <laughs> that'll just be, you know, China, which yeah. I guess is kind of Eurasia, but Hannity's really pushing um, what he calls the new axes of evil. Oh wow! He's calling it Russia, China, Iran, North Korea. See. I, I I gathered that. Like I have not listened to Handy. I haven't heard of anybody tell me that, but I knew that just from reading a bunch of news stories and hearing what influential people are saying. Is that's exactly what they're trying to do? Um, it just blows my mind though that it's like we're seeing it now. We're seeing the the veil is lifted. Like you've got conservatives. And liberals in absolute agreement with the same narrative. Like, right. it's an axis of evil. This is the new, you know, it's, when you say axis of evil, it's like that neuro linguistic programming. Like, you're psyching people up for a world war, you know? Yeah. I mean, isn't there a better way to describe it that's not inflammatory and laying out the case that we should go? fight a world war I'm just I just I mean are they really an axis of evil and if there was an axis of evil wouldn't wouldn't we be in it (laughs) well I think China is evil honestly like the the government there and they are killing Uyghur Muslims left and right I mean they're evil totalitarian dictatorship but but You know, are they invading other countries? (laughs) Maybe if they do that, then, you know, then there's a case to be made. And Taiwan doesn't really count, in my opinion, because, you know, that's been, you know, there's a claim over that. You know, they, they don't really own it. They've never owned it, you know, but it's historically been part of China. So it's like, cool, have Taiwan. Now, if you do anything other than that, you know, but, you know, how, is that a slippery slope? Is that just, yeah, Hitler took Poland, who cares, you know? (laughs) Like. But, I mean, again, like we've talked about, too, like, he did that because they were killing Germans there. Right. And that's why Putin's going after Ukraine. Yeah. Because they were killing Russians there. Yeah. And once again, we've got no business. And we, yeah, we can't just, I don't know, we can't just say, like, you know, oh, we're, we're going to take a stand because he's attacked. Like, people get attacked all the time, and I'm not, you know, trying to say that's a good thing, but if that was the case, then we would be in every country where that's happening. Yeah. You know, and we're not. And it's we just, also make it a moral issue, too. Yeah. You know, so it's like it's... It's convoluted because, on one hand, um, well, you know, it happens all the time, but then, you know, no, it's this is unprecedented. We have to stop this country from invading other countries, and we have a moral obligation because children are dying or something, you know, or they're killing right. Uyghurs, so we have to go to war with China to stop them from killing their own people. It's like, well, 
But then we go and invade other countries all the time. And then right. we stay there indefinitely. <laughs> and right. we're assassinating random people in Africa for some reason. And we're selling the Saudis equipment to go massacre people in Yemen. It's just like, what? <laughs> where's the morality? Where's the moral? It's it's psychotic it's just you just take a step back and look at it and it's it's just power we have the biggest military and the largest economy so we're just going to push our weight around wherever we can and yeah call it morals call it justified and then just do the same thing it's like yeah you need to just stop just stay out of it i just i mean it- for me, it's the fact that, I mean, we created Iran. We basically funded China and allowed them to be able to get to this point. Mm-hmm. And, you know, we we basically set this up with Russia where they... I mean, they felt the need because we, we took Ukraine from them. Mm-hmm. We took his puppet and, made, and put our own in there. Mm-hmm. And then we want to, like, get on our high horse and, and try to say that, you know, like you said, oh, it's, it's a moral issue. We have to we have to stand in the way of it. And it's like, who are we to do that? And not to mention... Okay, so it's it's a war. The two sides are fighting. What? So let's go in there and just up the ante. You know what? Are we, what are we going to yeah. do? It's just going to cause more lives to be lost. Let's go in there and yeah. let's have air superiority and be flying over Russia and risk nuclear apocalypse. It's like that doesn't seem like a good solution either. No, no it does not. And just. Well, then the other extremes do absolutely nothing and just let Russia take all of Ukraine. Like, okay, so what? You know, how does that affect us? <clears throat> how does that affect the rest of the world? It's it's a tough it's a tough uh, balancing act, I guess. But at this point, I don't think has Russia really gone? I mean, they've gone close to Kiev, haven't they? Kiev, Kiev. Yeah, I'm pretty sure they. Have. So they've gone into Ukrainian territory that isn't disputed. Um, so there is that, but yeah, who knows? I'm just thinking on a grander scale about um, you know yesterday. Just about uh, if we have if we have the possibility of nuclear apocalypse hanging over our heads, I mean everybody's got missiles and it's you could do away with all the nukes and we still have the technology out there so somebody's going to have them. It's uh, we've unlocked it's a Pandora's box you know it's like it's open now you can't shut it. Isn't it inevitable if you just keep? When stuff like this happens every so often, every 50 years, and we're on the precipice of annihilating each other, isn't it going to happen eventually? If you just roll those, you know, play those odds enough times, 
doesn't seem inevitable that we're going to have some sort of apocalypse. Um, yeah, I mean, it almost has to at this point. You would think. Um, yeah, and I just, and then I'm just thinking, yeah, that's a whole other topic, but. <clears throat> uh, it goes along with the whole um, <clears throat> human society maybe being older than we think it is um, and just think of the possibilities of maybe it's a cycle it just keeps happening <laughs> yeah you get to that point where you develop bombs like, and then eventually somebody uses them and go back to the Stone Age and start over again. I mean, I think there's, like we've talked about before, there's so much evidence that that's happened. Seems like it. I mean, even look at, like, um, I, I'm sure I brought this up too, but, like, the Roman Empire, when they no, I got kicked out of what's now Europe. Yeah. Like, England, what became England, didn't have the technology anymore to keep up and recreate what Rome did there. Yeah. And so they, they lost all that. They're, instead of like the Roman roads and the walls and buildings, you know, they were back to thatch. Mm-hmm. You know what I mean? Like, it, so I, I, and that's not the only society where that's happened. So I definitely feel that uh, if if that were uh, to happen, um, you know, like if there were to be an apocalypse, like that's exactly what would happen. Yeah, it, you know, society is so fragile too. It doesn't take that much. No, and, you know, it's if the electric grid got knocked out in the United States and it stayed off for a week. And I, like, I guess, you know, I, I saw an example of that and I actually felt a little bit heartened about it with the Texas example. Because a mm-hmm. lot of people lost their power for over a week and society didn't collapse. <laughs> but, you know, maybe scale that up to the entire country and then keep it off for an indefinite period of time. You know, even a month or yeah. so. As soon as people start going hungry supply lines don't work it's just it, it would just collapse and not come back I yeah. think it'd be so easy yeah. it would take one EMP you know strategically you know over the northern hemisphere or a solar flare or one asteroid you know right of sufficient size <clears throat> did you did we talk about that last time with the younger driest impact hypothesis Oh, what the? <clears throat> there's like more and more evidence is coming up that uh, we Earth may have been hit by a meteor, a comet, or multiple comets, uh, like twelve thousand years ago, and it wiped out most of the animals in North America <clears throat> and changed the climate. Um, basically, knocked us out of the ice age. <clears throat> it's really fascinating to me, anyways. But I'll have to look into that. Yeah. <clears throat> I know it's been a it's been a pet issue of Joe Rogan for a while now, but there's also a guy, uh, <clears throat> uh Graham Hancock is kind of the guy behind the 
the whole push, but there's a bunch of scientists too. It's uh, fascinating stuff. And all it takes one meteor and you could freaking knock the entire world out of an ice age. <laughs> you know? Yeah. Talk about catastrophic climate change and people are around back then, so. Yeah. I don't know. Yeah, I'm definitely looking at that more. Yeah, it's it's crazy. Yeah, they're starting to <clears throat> find stuff, you know, that there may have been some sort of thriving civilization, even a global civilization back then. Um, and we're not talking like today's technology, but, um, you know, whatever. Think of high Egypt, you know, Egyptian technology, that kind of stuff that was existing. And that got completely annihilated yeah, <clears throat> and then covered up by sense. the yeah, then then covered up by the four hundred foot sea level rise that happened. Yeah, when the glaciers melted, the the sea levels just covered entire continents basically. <sighs> yeah, I don't know. <laughs> I'll have to look into that one for sure. That's interesting. Yeah, there's um. <clears throat> Another guy who talks a lot about it, uh, Randall Carlson. Okay. He's got a good, a good podcast too. I'm really losing my voice here, though. <clears throat> yeah, I'll check that out. I'm interested. Uh, yeah, my voice is. I think my voice is going. <laughs> it's not good, man. Um. Yeah, I don't know. You got anything you want to talk about? No, I think I'm. I think I'm tapped out. Yeah. Me too. Want to keep rehashing the same stuff? Yep. Yep. Well, that was good. Yeah. We didn't go three hours this time. No. <laughs> uh, yeah, I'm still just... It's too early for me. I stayed up way too, too late coffee. last night. <laughs> I woke yeah, up... I tried to go to bed early in yeah. preparation for this. Yeah. But, I mean, you got kids and stuff, too, so you gotta... Yeah. You gotta get your spare time when you can get it. Yeah, we had family movie night last night and stayed up a little later, and then I stayed up after that. And it just got out of hand. Nah, I'm exhausted. <laughs> Fair enough. But, yeah. Well, we'll have to figure out how to do an intro and outro. I really think it'd be funny to take that clip and just have that be the outro. I know, I do like that. I like that a lot. That was such a weird moment. <laughs> <laughs> it was pretty Completely good, forgot. <laughs> um, but, and then maybe, I mean, we've got three now. We can just start dropping these things out there. Yeah. I'll have to yeah, figure out something that, yeah, we should look into doing that. Um, like, if you want to send me one, I can, like, if you can figure out how to download it. And then, I don't know, email it to me or something. Like, I can try to edit it in um, Audacity if you want me to. 
Yeah, I mean, I can send you the copies either way. I think we'd have to get a, a drive, like a shared drive account. Okay. I don't think you can email it, can you? Or Not sure. I could just give you the login info for this, couldn't I? Oh, I suppose, yeah. That would make Otherwise, more sense. Um, I got Dropbox, we could do that. Or I got, like, Protons. Right. I have a, a drive now as well. I'll, I'll give you the login for this. That makes so much more sense. Okay. I'll text it to you. Because I don't even know what it is. Like I said, my password manager knows what it is. <laughs> All right, well, I'm going to get some coffee. Maybe take a nap. I don't know. Maybe both. good talk today yeah it's definitely definitely fun i was looking forward to it yeah me too all right well next week sure i'll get some sleep and then not wake up at nine o'clock <laughs> all right well you have a good weekend all right yeah take it easy man all right thanks yeah, bye bye Speaking of podcasts, wasted time. Get out of here. Get out of here, people. You're wasting your life. <laughs>